Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. Hello, welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. You are listening to episode 189, Create the Life You Desire with Christina Rice. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing quality and innovation back to Black, Indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes and make sure you use code witchy, W-I-C-T-H-Y for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. This is a show you get to learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They are actually leading the way. And today we get to talk with Christina, the channel. Christina is an intuitive channel, celebrity healer, and founder of AHI, a 70 energy healing program. She has been featured in top publications such as Forbes, Entrepreneur, BuzzFeed, and is the host of her own spirituality podcast for over six years, Christina, the channel. Christina never believed in spirituality or manifestation until she reached her breaking point as multiple chronic illnesses, which led her to discovering energy healing and her intuitive gifts. By age 25, she has fully healed and built a seven figure business. Yes. Seven figures with the help of divinely channeled messages, energy work, brain rewiring and manifestation and her background as a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Christina has transformed thousands of lives and businesses by helping people expand their perception of what is possible, tap into their intuition and master the energetics of their health relationships and business. Welcome to the show, Christina. I'm so excited to have you on and dive into all things manifestation and all things lovingly called woo woo here. But how did you, how did you, well, I guess, first of all, welcome, but how, how did Thank you, you, how did you, you're, I want to hear your transformation from just Christina to Christina, the channel. And there, I'm sure there's a beautiful healing of a heroine's journey, which is continual. I never think that we're completely healed or actualized or ascended. Cause I don't think we'd be here if we were maybe, I don't know, but how, <laughs> how, how, what what's your backstory of that beautiful healing journey? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot to it. So I'll try and keep it brief and you can feel free to probe anywhere if you want. Uh, you know, I grew up when I was really young, I was very intuitive and I didn't really recognize that was what it was. And then uh, through some different traumas, I kind of turned all my my gifts off again. I didn't realize that was psychic or intuitive. And I struggled a lot with my mental health growing up. I uh, dealt with 
you know, chronic depression and generalized anxiety disorder for most of my life. And a lot of um, really intense gut issues was the primary symptom and acne and other things and uh, lived a pretty like mainstream standard American life. And then when, when I was in college, things really hit ahead and I had a trigger episode and my body stopped adjusting food and my health just went downhill real quick. I lost about 50 pounds in two or three months and my organs started shutting down and it really turned my world on its head. And, you know, I was in college and now I had to drop out and I spent my, all my time going to see different doctors and specialists. And I was the mystery case. No one could figure out what was going on. And I was eating 10,000 calories a day and I was dropping more and more weight. Um, and so that led me to the world of alternative health and natural health and, eating, you know, a clean diet and natural supplementation and lifestyle shifts. And I healed my body in, in that way and got back to a place where I could go back to school, function as a, as a normal person. And that really sparked my passion for all things, health and wellness. I had started a blog at the time and then a podcast, and those just really gained a lot of traction. Um, and so I was working on those creative projects and I went to school for holistic nutrition and started working as a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Uh, and you know, my health kind of went back down again and I was, I was going up and down and I, um, you know, I ended up finding out I had mold and Lyme and it was on top of all the SIBO and the parasites and the candida and all of that. Um, and that's when I got really into brain rewiring and neural reprogramming. Um, at the same time as my doctor at the time told me to go see an intuitive. So I went to see her and that was really when my whole life changed. And that was a catalyst for like my spiritual awakening, I would say. Uh, after that, I just was getting a lot of signs and prophetic dreams and it led me down the path of becoming an energy healer. And so I, I studied Reiki and I started incorporating uh, these things that were working for me, the energy healing and uh, the neural reprogramming into my work with clients and people were getting incredible results. Um, and so I was really focused on, you know, the, the chronic illness crowd because that's where I came from. Uh, and then I kind of just fell into business coaching from there because people were asking me a lot about how I was building my business. And I kind of made a hard pivot, went all into business coaching for a while, helping other practitioners build their business in a more aligned way, because, uh, I feel like a lot of the advice out there is it's very like hustle. And as somebody who's had to, you know, build a business, uh, while I was laying in bed with Lyme, um, I, you know, I, I had learned a thing or two about making it easier. So I uh, was in business coaching for a while. And then there came a point where I was like, I need to stop hiding. Like I'm super spiritual. I just need to go all in on this because what had been in the background the whole way through was my intuitive work, was my energy healing. Um, and so I kind of just decided to go all in and uh, yeah, here we are. And that's what I focus on now, energetics, energy healing. I train energy healers and I do, you know, primarily intuitive work and channeling. And I just, I have my new book, which is a channel text. So, you know, that's uh that's kind of my, my journey. And my podcast has been like the thing with me through it all. So people who have been listening, it's been almost seven years. Uh, some people have been listening like since the beginning, which is crazy. And I'm like, wow, they've like really been with me through that whole transformation process. And I started that show when I was in college, you know, I was really young and there's just a lot of growing up that goes on. And so I'm actually really glad that I have you know, my whole early twenties chronicled, uh, because a lot of people don't, and I get to see that big transformation. And so that's, that's how I got here. Oh my gosh. Wow. Seven years. Hats off. Mm -hmm. We're, we're turning four in a week. Which oh my honest. God. Congrats. So that's like, ah, oh, it's so exciting. Years. 
Yeah. yeah. Seven years. And yeah, I'm, I'm thinking in a lovingly way, but I was thinking, I don't know if I really want to hear my twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I know most people don't, most people don't, but I think, you know, that's something that yeah. I've always really, uh, wanted with my business and in my brand, it's just very like raw, authentic. And for me, it's really important to show people that how much I changed my mind and I'm pretty unapologetic about changing my mind, changing my opinion. And it definitely triggered a lot of people, you know, especially when I was in the more nutrition space, when I would, I, I wasn't attached to a single diet and I really saw the value in all these different diets and, you know, diets like religion and the nutrition space. And it really triggered a lot of people. Um, but you know what I see, I see value in plant-based, I see value in keto. I see, I did, I've done carnivore, I've done keto, I've done raw vegan, I've done potato diet. I've done like everything and I see value in all of it. Uh, and I think it's really important for people to see different examples of like people changing their mind because so many people just lock themselves into one identity or one way of being, and then they feel stuck forever. And I'm the kind of person that changes all the time and transforms. And I'll just get on my podcast and be like, yeah, I changed my mind. I was wrong about that. And now I think this, and I'm, I've always been that way. Um, and I think, you know, I really kind of want to normalize that more because yeah. it's, it's good for us to learn and grow and shift. And if you're not changing your opinion, you're probably not learning anything new. Oh, hundred percent. And I, when you were saying that, I'm like, yeah, like, of course you got end all of this beginning with brain re- rewiring because that's what you're doing. And yeah, if you don't, in, in my concept of the quote unquote truth, the truth has completely changed deep diving this past year into a lot of breath work. And I'm really focusing on like third eye, you know, pineal gland stuff right now and listening and reading and absorbing a lot of stuff of like, you know, how you perceive things is your truth could be different than somebody else's truth. And a very simple example of that is a diet or lifestyle change. You know, at one point in time, raw vegan might work for you. At another point in time, the carnivore diet might work best for you, your Mm -hmm. body and your energetics. So yeah, it's, it's the same thing. It's just, for me, it's that, yeah, it's changing the opinion, but allowing myself to change my perception, opinion and perception is like, the, the two things that, that pop up for me. Um, but yeah, I would love to like dive in to talk about your book, your, yeah, channel, sure. your channeled book, Manifestation Mastery, How to Shift Your Reality and Co-Create with the Universe. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that is, that's very, very juicy. So <laughs> did, did you, I mean, like when you think of a channeled book, did you, you know, you just hear a message, you know, come like, I need to write this book. Or was it just something that just, you started to just create and then it transformed into a book? Like, how was that process of like, transmute, translating, channeling all this information into the book? Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever read a channel text before? Oh or yeah. Seen, or oh, yeah, seen yeah. someone trans channel before? Yes. Um, I mean, Abraham, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my goodness. Why am I blanking on his name? Paul Selleck. Paul Selleck. Thank you. Yeah. And when he yeah. does it live, he actually repeats it twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's similar to Paul Selleck or um, Esther Hicks channeling yeah. Abraham, where essentially uh, I go into trance and I kind of step out and the guides step in and they use my voice to communicate through me. So it's the same thing with, so I'll do that, you know, with my voice in different videos I post uh, in, you know, different offerings I have. And so with the book, it's a similar process, except they're using my hands. So I kind of like step out and they use my hands and my hands are just flying across the page. And my experience during it is um, like, you know, I'm off, I'm off somewhere else. 
And I'm like, I'll see, I'll see visuals where I'm, so I'm getting the gist of kind of what they're sharing through more of like the visuals, but I don't know exactly what they're saying or how they're saying it. And then there comes a point where I'm like, okay, time to come back. And then I look and I've written 10,000 words, you know? So uh, my first experience, like reading the book, really, it's very similar to like anybody else reading it, you know? So I channeled the whole thing and then I kind of sat on it and I waited to reread it. Cause it, you know, it's like reading it for the first time, really. So I got the gist, but I didn't know exactly what they said or, you know, how they said it. Um, and so that's, that's my process. And yeah, I just let them use me as, as a vessel essentially. And they decide the name, they, they decide all that kind of stuff. And my job is to, fix the spelling mistakes. <laughs> check, uh, spell check. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so, so you reread it, I'm assuming by now, and you know, obviously what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> I've reread you- it a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure with all those spelling and yeah, grammatical <laughs> changes. Um, so I guess, give, can you give us a gist of like what it's about and also like, did you learn and did you take away a bigger or different understanding of all of it. Yeah, I definitely learned a lot. I learned a lot through it. And also, you know, a lot of the concepts they shared are things that they've been sharing with me for a while, you know? And so it's, uh, in that way, a lot of it, I, I did know, but they shared things in new ways that I hadn't heard before. Uh, and so it just really expanded my, my perception of, of the different concepts in it. It definitely like hit, like it hit me, you know, just reading it back and be like, Oh, that's for me, you know? And, um, that's what I love about channeling. It's like, I learned things about myself through this as well. Um, so yeah, a lot of the concepts they had already taught me in some way, but it was explained in ways I, they hadn't shared before. Um, and you know, it's all about the energetics of attraction, how manifestation really works and the way we're shifting as a collective and every people are feeling this already. It's like the, the way that we used to do things just isn't going to work anymore. And a lot of people might notice this of like the 3d more, uh, strategic ways of approaching business, for example, or the way they're healing their body. It just isn't working. And people are like, what's going on? Well, because we're shifting in terms of frequency. And so, you know, a big reason why they wanted to bring this through is like, if you don't understand, like, this is, this is like ground zero. You have to understand how energy works. If you're going to like make the most of this, you know, new earth or however you see it, like, because that's the only way that things are flowing anymore. Right. And so when people hit this resistance with this whole 3d way of doing things or the more like strategic logical way, it's like, why isn't this working? Well, now you get on this other train and you just start working with energy. So they're trying to basically teach these concepts so people can make that shift more fluidly. And so it's all about, you know, really how to raise your frequency because that's the key with manifestation and how it really is, uh, a less like scientific approach to neural reprogramming. And like, if you read the book, I mean, manifestation is essentially rewiring your brain, right. To be a vibrational match for, for what you desire. And so they go into, uh, all of the nuances of that and, and just the energetics of, of, of how things flow in the universe and, and why we attract in what we do and what that really means to attract something in, uh, and how to do that root cause work with manifestation where, you know, people waste a lot of time, like, Oh, I'm going to manifest a house manifest and they're just focused on manifesting house. That is like trying to do, you know, a hundred crunches every day to get abs. It's just a waste of time. Like, you know, you need to go to the root cause, right? You need to optimize your overall health. And so with manifestation, the, the key is about that, like overall raising your vibration in your life. And then 
things will just drop into your life and you can just kind of shift your focus or intention and it will drop in versus trying to do this. Like it's like spot, like spot work, you know, on one specific thing. It's just not, it's just a really hard way to do it. And it's not going to be that effective. And so it's really about peeling back all of those, uh, limiting beliefs and all of those layers that are blocking us and really raising our frequency overall so that you can just make manifestation, you know, the way you live. And that's, that's been my approach with manifestation for sure. Like I've never been one of those people that like sits down and writes something out a million times or like, like I've never focused on one specific thing. I've always approached this, you know, because the way I got into this was through healing my body. And so it was really about, um, you know, shifting any thoughts that weren't serving me anymore and rewiring old limiting beliefs, uh, and just bringing my, myself back, back into balance and feeling good, uh, and, and, and aligning myself with joy and happiness. And in that process, I noticed that my intuition was going up, opening up and I would think about something and it would just drop in my reality. And I was never trying. Right. And, uh, I think that's where the real magic lies when you can move through life and you just feel like you're on this cloud and you're like, well, I just thought about someone and they just texted me, you know, and, and that's how, um, life can be. It's, it's totally available, available to you. You know, I, uh, it's like the angel numbers. This is like a running joke. I was driving with my friend and pretty much every minute there was like an angel number in front of us. And she was like, how does this happen? How does this happen to you? This doesn't happen to me. And I was like, you just got to align with the universe. Like I, I don't go anywhere without seeing a, a lot of signs because I'm always in communication and it's just alignment, you know? So, uh, life can feel really magical when, when you're in that alignment. And this book is all about, uh, how to get there and, uh, just effortlessly attracting what you want. And I love what you said about the root cause because so many of the times, and I giggled because I've never done the writing down the manifestations and affirmations multiple times. And I know, I know a lot of people do and if it works for you. Great. But if we don't deal with like, what, what's our root cause or the belief or, you know, the program, cause our, our brain just pick that program and run it. Oh, oh, I'm feeling this way. Or I'm being triggered. Oh, here's a program we used before. I always envision like a floppy disk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might date me a little bit. <laughs> floppy disk, put that in. Um, but you can change that. You can rewire that. And you so beautifully explain that through manifestation. And it's not all about getting that specific car or the house or the relationship. It's really at the end of the day, it's the vibrations, mm-hmm. but for us, a better way, I think to interpret that is the emotion side of it. And how, how did, how did your guides, how, how did you describe that in your book and working with clients, the emotion side of it, because you can really tell, at least I can, when I know it's like an old default self or program self thing that I've, I've cleared before, but I know it's just kind of popping up and like, okay, thank you. And I can kind of refocus versus something that is, is new. So that was kind of a three-part question, but how do you, how do you work with the, the emotions with manifestation and all this? Yeah, well, I can go a few different, uh, directions here. You know, first of all, like clearing out old emotions is probably the most important piece of raising your frequency. And the analogy they use in the book that I really love is like, when we don't clear out those, those old emotions, those low frequency emotions, it's like, kicking a piece of food under your bed. And then like a couple years, a couple months or years later, you're like, what is that smell? You're like, it smells so bad. Right. And, and you're like, oh my God, it's horrible. And then you look under your bed and there's like this moldy piece of food that's growing all this stuff. And you're like, oh my God. Cause you didn't look, you just stuck it under your bed. And that is what it's like, 
uh, to keep these low frequency emotions in your body and just kind of sweep it under the rug. Like it's, it's going to smell, it's going to cause mayhem. And the way they describe it is, you know, whatever we're storing in our body, think of it like, uh, like, let's say I have some anger from a certain situation. I'm keeping it held in my body and imagine it as this energy ball that's sticky. It's sticky. Okay. And we know that like, 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 like frequencies will find each other. And so let's say I have this anger energy ball stored somewhere in my body. And then I feel anger again. And let's say maybe it's a year later and I'm feeling that in my system, it goes and it sticks to that anger. It's like, Oh, I got to find anger. So, and then that ball gets bigger. And the next time I feel anger, it gets bigger. And then, you know, there comes some point, you know, maybe it's 10 years later and somebody says something that's so trivial and you feel a little bit of anger, but because that energy ball has grown to the size of a basketball within you, you blow up. Right. And, and that is festering inside of you. And that's why a lot of, you know, going back to childhood and clearing out those low frequency emotions is so important because otherwise more of that emotion is just going to stick to it and it's festering within us. And then that's where we attract these low frequency things. And the thing about emotions that's really important is we get into this, like people get into this place of judging their emotions or labeling them bad or good. They're not bad or good. They're, they're just emotions. They're all just energy and they're all important information, right? They're all really important. They're, they're telling you really important information. Um, and so it's really important to look at that from a neutral perspective to really be able to move through those emotions. And if it's not feeling good, like it wants to be moved through, it wants to be moved, moved out. Right. Um, and you know, with attraction, and this is where it like really blocks people because they, they jump into this good or bad, better or worse. The thing is like, if I'm feeling anger or sad or frustration, it's not a bad emotion. It's just low frequency. It's just, it's just a lower frequency emotion and that's okay. And that's really important for me to feel and move through and not just avoid because then I'm just, it's just sticking in my body and festering. And then I'm going to attract more of the same. And in fact, some of the most like some of the best things I've ever manifested in my life, like the big ones have been when I've been pissed off, when I've been really angry, when I've been really sad, when I'm like throwing a temper tantrum, because emotions are a really powerful force. There's an intensity and you can kind of like project that and use that to call forward what you want. Right. And so, you know, this comes up a lot with, with clients will, where they will say they're like, I will, maybe they were going through a really hard time, a difficult time and they're sad or they're angry and they're trying not to feel their emotion because they don't want to feel sad because they don't want to attract low frequency things. This is not how it works, right? If I'm an overall high frequency, like being, and I'm feeling a feel like I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling sad, that's not going to all of a sudden turn me into a low frequency being. It's just a vibration moving through Right. And so the best thing I can do is, is honor that and show up to that. And in fact, what makes you most magnetic is authenticity, right? And so if I'm authentically feeling upset, if I'm authentically feeling hurt, I need to honor that and feel that. And that's, what's going to make me more magnetic. If I am stepping out of authenticity, if I'm being inauthentic and I'm pretending like if I'm pretending to be positive or happy and I'm not, that's actually blocking my magnetism. So, you know, emotions are so important for us to tune into because they're showing us where we can still do some, some, clearing work. So for holding on to the, some of these lower frequency emotions, they're also indicating to us where we're out of alignment, right? Because when you're in alignment and you're kind of on track with what's going to be for your highest and best, you feel good. Like you feel ease. And if I'm constantly feeling frustrated or sad, that's my sign. Something is 
out of alignment for me personally. And that is why emotions are so important because, you know, they're always supporting me and showing me they're like the roadmap to getting into alignment. So those are some different, like some different angles I would take with thinking about emotions. And I love that for me. And I've learned, I've learned that lesson this year for sure. When I'm feeling a very contrasty or, you know, dense emotion, like anger, I've been I've been feeling a lot of anger the past two years that has been stored in there and coming out one to be able to feel it, allow yourself to feel it. Cause sometimes that's all it takes to clear it. Um, but also manifesting big things, like you said, and, and that has surprised me. And it was like, I was like, felt bamboozled. I'm like, but why, why, you know, having like a really dark week. And then you're like, Oh, um, cool. Uh, that's Mm -hmm. perfect. Um, but for me, it it was a huge learning moment. Yes. I know I need to feel the emotions and clear them, but we can, we can manifest any emotion Mm because we can clear whatever needs to leave and we can be a match to it as well. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's been a really powerful lesson for me because I never, I guess you're here, you, you hear that truth at the right time that, yeah. you know, you're eight, when you're able to hear it. Um, yeah. And, and sometimes it just takes feeling it and the emotion to clear it. Sometimes it takes more than that. For me, breath work this year, I mean, meditation, energy work, but breath work, I felt very empowered to be able to do that myself. And now my body knows how to release that it's, it's trained just like we train your brain and your body. It can, when I get into that state or if I get even really relaxed and I can feel that energy in my body, I can, I, I, I trust my body enough to surrender into it, to let it go. And yes, it does look like an exorcism sometimes. And I I shake a lot and that's your body is literally releasing it. And, Mm -hmm. um, animals do it all the time. If you know, my dog, or an animal in the wild, if it gets out of a stressful situation, they're going to shake it off. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. And we, we don't children do that do it too. <laughs> yeah. Children children, do it too. It's, it's adults, right? So it's like when they've looked at, um, people in like stressful situations or like bombings and things like that, the kids are shaking and the yeah. adults are right. And yeah. the ki- cause the kids are getting it out the same way animals do. Um, and, and it's so important that we physically get that out. And in fact, if you if it's coming up, you know, whenever I do an energy healing session with people, I'll tell people like over the next couple of days or the next week, don't personalize or judge anything that comes up to you. Because whenever you have a big upgrade in your frequency, you're clearing something out, it has to get out physically. It's all, mm-hmm. it's all energy. Right. And I know for me, anytime I'm going through like a big upgrade personally, vibrationally in my life, I'm taking a big leap. I'm, I'm making a big energetic shift, uh, that is, you know, in the higher frequency direction right before that, I feel the lowest of lows. I'm crying. I'm upset. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And, and, and it's be all the tears will come up. I won't even know what it's about, or maybe old fears because they're coming up to clear, like they're Mm -hmm. coming up to get out, you know? And that's something that's really important for people to know, because what can happen. And we know how powerful our brains are is, you know, you might do all of this, uh, work to shift some things and clear some things. And then it's, maybe it's coming out over the next week and you're crying or you're having these old limiting beliefs come up. And then you go straight into, Oh my God, I'm back where I started. You're not, you're not, it's actually, you know, a positive sign that, uh, it's moving out and it's clearing. And that's where you, you know, you hold the vibration, you know, great. 
I'm, I'm releasing this. I'm seeing it. I'm bringing it forward so it can get out of my system, get out of my fields. And I, I am healed, right? This is the healing. This is the healing moving through this. And that's something that's really important uh, for everybody to, to know. So we don't immediately go back into, oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm sick again, or I'm having this limiting belief, this negative self-talk, because then you're recreating that, you know? Yeah. So it does have to get out of the body physically, whether that is through, um, you know, breath work or any other modality, other uh, there, it could be crying, right. It can be like crying. It could be like, scream, I'll scream into my pillow and like pound on my pillow. I'll just have, like, I give myself space to have temper t- tantrums and like a safe, healthy, like, you know, no one else is listening to me, right. Just getting it out, dancing it out. Like there are so many different, uh, things that, that you can do. Um, but you know, in order to do that, and the same with breath work, like, right. To really let yourself go, go there and let it out. We have to be in surrender. We have to release the judgment. And if we're still judging our emotions because we're like, this is bad, right. We're not going to let ourselves fully surrender into it and feel it and let it come out. Right. And so it's that moment when, when you feel like you're going to cry and people hold back their tears. Right. And you're just, you're just emotionally constipating yourself. Like you are just emotionally physically too. I mean, that's my sign. That's my sign in my body. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And it's like, let it flow out. And like, that is the healing that is that it's just energy that wants to get out of your body. It's just, it's just your body helping you heal. Right. And just let your body heal you. (laughs) It knows what to do. And and, you know, I I was literally going to ask you and I was teeing it up with that last follow-up, like, okay, how does surrender play into all this? And you already answered it. I was like, dang, this girl's good. She's, she's (laughs) in the flow. We're, we're in the same, we're in alignment here. Um, There we are. Yeah. I mean, surrender is a big, a big piece of it with that, with the emotions, but then also just with the path and the guidance, you yeah. know, because when you set your intention, no matter how non-specific that is, like you're going to be guided to, to the fastest, most, you know, effortless way there. But what we can do is we can judge it. Um, and we, our brains can say, that doesn't make sense. Well, I don't want to do that. Our ego, no, I don't want to do that. Right. And your intuition, your higher self was like, this is the, this is the best way. I know it doesn't make sense to you, but this is going to be faster. This is where all of your dreams are. It's right over here. And you're like, no, but so-and-so told me this way is the better way. Right. And you're like that, that's your ego and your soul fighting. And so the surrender piece is like, surrendering to the process, surrendering to your intuition, surrendering to your higher self, which is really just, do you trust yourself? The thing about manifestation is it's not, this is where you like take your power back. It's not about trusting anyone outside of you anymore. It's about trusting yourself, which really, if you can't trust yourself, I mean, that's the only person you should trust, right? Is, is yourself. And so it is surrendering to, to your higher self, guiding you to what's in highest alignment versus judging it and trying to force it to be a certain way, right? Our, our ego, our human brain wants it to be on a certain timeline, wants it to happen, you know, in a certain way, uh, involving certain people, but that's where you can actually block your manifestations because people, you know, they'll get so specific and they want it to happen this way, but it's like this thing over here is even better and you're blocking yourself from getting it. Right. And so that is the surrender of trusting the path. And, uh, I know for, for me, and I'm sure you've had this experience as well. It's like, the most exciting things I've manifested or created in my life. It made no sense how I got there and the path to get there. I felt like, Holy shit. Am I, am I, am I like ruining everything? But like, I feel so strongly pulled in this direction. Everybody around me is telling me I'm crazy, but I'm just going to do it. And I just surrender to the flow. I just surrender to what's in alignment. And I have to like, you know, tell me ego. Okay. Thank you. And also not, not going to follow you on this one, but thank you for, you know, for your input. Uh, we're going to follow the soul here, you know? So that's the other piece of surrender that is, that is so important because your logic and your ego will fight you on it. Oh, hundred, hundred, hundred and three thousand percent because <laughs> yeah. And to, and to this day too, it just, I, it, and you said, yeah, it's like your ego and your cell are fighting. Yeah. 
I ha- I feel like I have those conversations in my head, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I think the important thing is the awareness of the separation of the two, right? To the, the the discernment. And it doesn't mean, you know, no matter what you're trying to heal or change or manifest or embody your best and highest self in this lifetime, it doesn't matter what the 3D is or what you want it to be. It's about taking those small steps to build that trust and that surrender in yourself. Maybe it's a big leap. Maybe it's not. But for a lot of people, sometimes in my life, if I'm feel if I'm clearing a lot and I'm working through a lot, I have to just really focus on those small steps, which lead to the big leap, which lead to the the big surrender to build that. So how does and I want to um, another energy healer, beautiful lady I love is um, Christina Lopes, the Heart Alchemist. Mm-hmm. And she, I love, I love all the, her YouTube videos. She's going to be a future guest on here too. But one of the YouTube videos she has on uh, solar plexus chakra with willpower is you'll never be able to heal or manifest or fully change in your life. If you're not in your own power mm. and, and using that willpower. So what's your perspective on like the building, the trust and the surrendering, but also building the, the tapas for the yogis out there or the willpower because there's a balance of too much willpower, right? But also building that that um, separation between the ego and and the soul. Yeah, that's a really good question. I've never uh, really thought about that, and you know what what's coming through for me uh, is I don't really feel like I need willpower when I know what my soul sounds like. You know, and it goes back to what you were saying, like, like the process is to me, it's not getting like, you're not getting rid of your ego, but being an awareness of like when something is coming through, okay, who is that? Is that my ego? Is that my soul? Right. Like, and I'll give space to both. And I'll thank you for all of your input. Right. I want to hear all the input and I can differentiate the two, but like to me, when, to me, it's not about willpower. It's about love and being love and loving myself when I, I mean, think about it. Like when you unconditionally love someone, like there's no willpower required to show up for them. Like you're going to, it's just easy and effortless. Right. And so to me, it's more about like, um, you know, for me showing up for myself or being confident that is all rooted in like, I love myself. Like I genuinely love myself and I show up for myself every single time. And I think about like, you know, going back to what I was sharing at the beginning with, um, my health struggles, there was a point where I lost pretty much everybody in my life. And every doctor I was seeing was basically telling me I was going to die, you know, and I'm, I'm 20 years old. And I felt like just kicked to the curb, like shit out of luck. And I thought, really, you know, and I, and I hit this point where I thought, you know, no, no one's going to save me. And do I love myself enough to fight for myself? Of course. That's not even a question. I didn't need like willpower. I just needed love, you know, and, and maybe you view them as the same, depending on the definition, but it doesn't, to me, when I think about willpower, I think of like, you know, this will to find, like, I'm going to move forward. And it doesn't feel like that to me, it's flow to me. It's alignment to me. It's loving myself so much or loving you just, whether that's somebody else or myself being in alignment with love, it's easy. It's effortless. Like, of course, I'm, I'm going to show up for myself in that way. And so, um, I view it more as, as self-love than anything else. I love that. I love your perspective. I think it's definitely how you perceive what willpower is. And it's, for me, it's more, it's less about the doing of the willpower than the the discernment and and Mm -hmm. being in my own power, which is being in my own love for myself. Mm -hmm. And and there comes that moment, like you, you beautifully described 
in your life is like, do I love myself enough mm-hmm. to do this, to, to heal, to overcome? Because it, it's all become back to the beliefs. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what it, that's, that's where things change and that's where things don't change. And my own coach, I love, love, love when she says this, but I also hate when she says this, because if you truly believe you are a creator of your life, the creator, creator being, where does that belief fall short? Where in your life are you hitting your head against the wall where you're not applying that? Like what, mm-hmm. what's coming up for you? What, where, what's that under root belief? So what, what's your take on that? Like, if you truly believe you are a creator being, where does your belief fall short? I mean, I think that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a great question, right? Cause it, it points to these places in our lives where anywhere that we're feeling frustrated or unhappy, all right, well, we can't keep blaming other people or like it being victim energy. Like was you It's like, what, what can I do about this? You know, and that I don't like it. I ask myself that quite often, but just in a different phrasing, um, because, you know, I know that I'm creating everything that's going on. So if there's something where I'm not totally happy here, it's like, okay, well then I just have to make a shift to get to the root of it. You know? Um, so I think, you know, these are the questions that are really important for us to like keep ourselves in, in track of, of where we are forgetting our own inner power. Right. And, and it could be easy and to, to forget that sometimes just because of what's around us. And I think also, you know, this is a big piece with the people around you, you know, um, and it's not that people are bad, uh, or wrong, but when you're around a lot of people who are constantly spewing these limiting beliefs or stories of this happened to me and, and poor me here. And I, I can't do this because so-and-so is not doing that. And these are just all these little places like where people are in scarcity mindset or like victim mindset. And when that's around you a lot, you know, it just becomes kind of like normalized in, in your field. And it takes a lot of self-awareness and like mindfulness and consciousness to be like, okay, that's not a program I want to pick up on. Uh, and this is actually what I know to be true. And, and I think that's something that's really important to, uh, to look at for people, because I know that if I spend like, oh, a weekend with a group of friends who are kind of more in those programs, I, I start to kind of like feel that energy, like, whoa, right. Versus if I'm around some other friends who, um, you know, aren't in that energy, I I'm so empowered with my creatorship and I'm like constantly reminded of that and reflected of that. And I feel like, yeah, I can, I can, I can create whatever I want. And I feel that, um, you know, empowerment. And so I think it's, it's also important for us to think about like, what are we, what are we consuming, uh, in terms of conversation, in terms of music, uh, in terms of content, right? Because that's all going to, uh, you know, there's all just frequencies popping in. And when you hear the same thing again and again and again, it starts to get ingrained. And so it's about being responsible for your energy field and responsible for what you're consuming and bringing awareness to, to what's coming up, you know, and for me, anytime I feel like, uh, like, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not totally happy or aligned. I'll sit down and I'll just brain dump out. Like, what are the beliefs coming up for me? Like, what am I telling myself and just get it out without any judgment. And I'll start to circle things and be like, is that true? No, that's not mine. Who is that from? Oh, I picked that up from there. And I start to realize where that came from. And then by the end of it, I'm like, no, this is all BS. Like I'm, I'm chilling. I can just do this and then realign and create this in my life. You know? So I think just having that awareness and for me, just a consistent, like check-in for myself, you know, it's not some big ordeal, but, um, I definitely 
do a bit of self-reflection, just kind of the way I move through the world, just to be aware of like, what am I thinking? Because most of, most people are not aware of what they're thinking, right? So I need to be aware of what I'm thinking. Is that really mine? Uh, because often we personalize things that aren't ours. Is that serving me? And when I know that I'm the creator, I can just shift it. You know, I can just shift it. I think a big one that comes up is, um, time. This is a place where people just really stay in scarcity mindset. And we tell ourselves, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I'm too busy. You're just ingraining scarcity energy in, right? And it's like, at a certain point, you just wake up and you're like, I have more than enough time. I have more than enough time. And you believe that and you own that. And the, the way time happens in your day totally shifts. I have done this so many times and like, it's so cool, but you can like create more hours in your day when you anchor into that. And you just, you know, you own it. Right. So, so to me that that's the power of just checking ourselves. Like, I love that reflection. I love that check and be like, okay, I, I got to know that I'm creating this. Right. So if I'm not liking something, it's up, it's up to me to, to shift the energy. And then you, you see how your external reality shifts and you're like, Oh shit. Like you get more and more confirmation, you know, about how powerful you really are. Um, so yeah, I absolutely love that question. Well, thank you. Thank you for that beautiful response to that. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's for me, just furthering my own knowing and truth. That's when I think of willpower and being in your power mm. is that of building your awareness. Yeah. Because so many of us don't, we just, mm-hmm. you know, keep on going and not, we don't own our own power that we are the, the creators of our own life. So thank you for sharing yeah. that and your perspective and beautifully unfolding all this. Unfortunately, we have to start to close the show down. <laughs> I had such a beautiful time. Was there anything else that you feel called to talk about or say before we start to close down? I think that just to kind of close out that last like question, which is, you know, so great. Like, um, I think just to pull it together, like this is why a lot of people choose to stay in the dark, right? Because it's the easier way to abdicate responsibility. And the thing is like, if you want, it's so obvious, right? But it's like, if you want to shift your life, you have to take responsibility for yourself and you have to take responsibility for your energy field. And you have to take responsibility for your own power because you're creating whether or not you're aware of it. Right. And so if you're being like pretending like you don't know or pretending like you don't have the power, you're probably just manifesting more of what you don't want. Like it's it's happening either way. So you might as well do it consciously. You know, I say that a lot, but it's very true. And um, you know, I I see a lot of people complaining about things and then they're pretending like they don't have the power to shift it. And it's like that's not true though. And for people to really to really believe, like to, to know, to remember that they are the powerful one, they're going to have to really get out of their own way with their ego because you can't blame anyone anymore, right? When you really own your power and that you are a creator, you can't blame anyone anymore. And are, are you, are you ready for that? Right. Because that can be a hit, hit to the ego. And that's where, you know, no one else is going to like fix it for you. Right. And so that can be hard for people, but that's also where you really step into your highest power and magnetism and can create exactly what you want. Um, so really like it's, I think it's important to realize that, um, on the other side of your inner child pouting and getting upset and wanting to point fingers is, is you creating all of your desires and pulling them into your reality. Preach, preach, preach. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. 
Um, and I think, I think of the, the old saying, like when you point your fingers, there's one pointing at somebody else and three pointing back to you. <laughs> it's what it is. And I, I have a flashback to, you know, a therapist appointment where she told me that because I was working through some inner child stuff. Yeah. And, um, and I knew it. Right. And she, she helped me work and clear some energy because of course therapist I'm going to go to knows how to do all that stuff too. But it's so true. It's like, and that's what all of this is, whether mm-hmm. it's from this lifetime or not, or somebody else, like for me, it doesn't matter necessarily where it came from, but what helps me is singling. And in this lifetime, where did I first feel that emotion? Like, yeah, here's the belief. Here's the thoughts. Here's how it surfaces now. Well, what's the core motion? And when did I first feel that? And then you look, oh, I was just, a, I was just a little girl. Like I didn't understand, like, and so I, I created this, this coping mechanism where I kept that emotion in my body or whatever. And that enables me to be like, okay, this is, I know, I know how to take care of you now. I know how to clear, I know how to heal you. Like it's, it's taking the inner child work, like to a new level, I think. You know, because mm-hmm. I feel like in this world, I'm sure you inner child is everywhere, right? Or which is powerful, but that when you work at the core emotion and mm-hmm. on the other side of that, like you said, so everything you ever wanted. So thank you yeah. so much, Christina, for coming on. Um thank you for having uh, me. I love jumping <laughs> into the flow with you. Yeah, so fun. <laughs> um we close out the show every single time the same way. How many we the listeners as a big loving hug of gratitude be of service for you in return today. Yeah. I mean, I have so many things I could say, you know, you know, what would be like, what would be so much gratitude is just like sharing any, any of my content, uh, that helps you that you like, like whether it's saying to a friend, sharing it to your stories, leaving a review, like any, any, any way of doing that uh, really like means the world to me. And I know everybody who creates content, like we all put a lot of time and energy and love, uh, into this. And so it just like, you know, it's kind of like when you give someone a present and they're super excited and how that, how good that feels like, yeah, I'm going to give you the present anyway, but it's like some extra love when you're so pumped. Um, so that, that's what I would, that's what I would say. That would be amazing. I love that. And as always, if you guys feel called to share this episode, I truly believe if you have somebody in mind, someone comes to, to, to your head and to your heart to share this, because you never know what they need to hear, what you need to hear and how podcast or books or whatever your higher self, your guides can speak through you. That's one of the main reasons I started this show four years ago is because of all the beautiful channel messages I heard from other people that is what I needed to hear. My soul was coming through and saying, knock, 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 Lauren. Yep. <laughs> yep. You get the messages through everyone. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Um, but thank you so much, Christina, for coming on, sharing your journey, your wisdom, your experience and, and your presence with us today. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. I appreciate you. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.